Welcome to Dream Stories. This is Michael and Lisa French, and we're excited to have you here with us again to talk about dreams. We are. So what are we going to talk about today, Miss Lisa? Well, I thought it would be interesting, and you did too, to just talk about dreams. We're not necessarily going to take uh, a current dream. We're going to look at maybe some, you know, examples in Scripture and go from there. How's that sound? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's great. And, you know, one of the things, you know, we've got all kinds of people who listen to the podcast, and one of the things we haven't really talked about is, you know, we take a biblical or a Judeo-Christian approach to dream interpretation or what I like to call an ancient Hebraic method because it's really an it is. ancient Middle Eastern uh, Hebrew people's uh, understanding of how dreams work and how we understand dreams. Yeah, you know, um, some people may not look at them as having legitimacy for today's time. Even believer Christians or non-Christians or just anybody may believe that dreams don't have any significance. Well, I mean, there's there's even in the psychological community, there's a huge, you know, different, I guess, maybe not huge, but differing views of whether dreams have value or not. You know, there were a couple of major psychologists, uh, scientists, or whatever you want to call them, that that talked about dreams and are still talked about today for what they talked about. The guy's name Freud and, and Young, J-U-N-G, mm-hmm. Young, uh, that were some of the first people to really put forward the idea that dreams could be used to analyze where a person was or how they were feeling or sort of psychoanalyze what was going on in a person's life. But there's still a lot of the... Uh, scientific world that just thinks dreams are a process of random functions of the brain while mm-hmm. you're asleep. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me personally, I know they're so much more than that. Um, I was actually reading a scripture um, that uh, with Daniel, and he was talking about um, how do dreams not belong, did the interpretation of dreams not belong to the Lord? And if that's the case, you know, they do belong. I believe they belong to the Lord. But then he says, tell me your dream. He's he's talking to some people and he's saying, tell me your dream. It belongs to the Lord, but tell me your dream so I can help interpret it for you. So to me, there is something to that. That um, it's actually quite exciting to me, especially as a dreamer. So first time I heard that scripture, I was like, oh my goodness, there really is something to this. It is not necessarily something really weird that's out there. And some people think it's really weird that we believe that you can have an interpretation to a dream that you have. It doesn't mean all dreams have some great significance, but that some can have can be very significant. Yeah, they really can. You know, I'm thinking about this these different views of dreams and whether they have significance or not. And I'm, I remember a uh, time being on the street. I don't think we've talked about this in the main podcast before. Some people may know we started this podcast, or the very first episode of this podcast was just a two-minute episode that we submitted for a contest and won some equipment to yeah. start doing uh, the podcast with. And I think I mentioned it in that two-minute episode, but that's not even available to people anymore. Um, I remember being on the street doing dream interpretation in Birmingham in an area called Southside, Uh we were out just one evening just asking people if they wanted dreams interpreted and got into a kind of a discussion with a young man on the street about wh- where dreams came from. 
And he was saying to me that dreams were random occurrences or they came from within you. So he was either from the approach of dreams don't mean anything or at best maybe from that psychoanalysis approach of Freud and Jung. But he was convinced dreams come from inside of the person, Mm. you know. And I disagree with that. I think dreams come from outside. And I guess some people could say, well, goodness, you know, I saw – uh, a dog, you know, today, and so I dreamed about a dog tonight. That doesn't necessarily mean that just because you saw a dog that day and then you dreamed about one that night that it's coming from something within you, you know, that you, you know, with the dream. But well, it could, it could be, be that you're dealing with, you know, it could be that God is going to reveal to you something. Well, yeah, it's a, that combination of things. You saw the dog today and you had the dream with the dog in it that night because that was an image God knew would have meaning for you yeah um, and and you know our brain is not cut off from our memories our right. bra- I mean, just because we're asleep because if that were true then you wouldn't be able to dream about things that you know about people you knew in the past or you know our memories play a part in our dreams so it's not a bad thing that you actually may dream about something that occurred during the day but it doesn't mean that they still come from within but it could definitely signify that we're dealing with something inside of us that needs to be dealt with but it's being inspired our belief is more along the lines of it coming from god being deposited into us it's like he already gave us an internal working of how this would play out for us as we yeah well i remember the young man on the street there on the south side he, he was big on you can't know what my dream means because you can't see inside of me you know, you may be able to analyze it if I tell you the dream and and break it apart into what you think it's what you think it's saying about the way I think or what I'm dealing with, but you can't know an interpretation to it because it comes from inside of me. And you know, I, I spent a good bit of time talking to him and saying, but it doesn't come from inside of you; it comes from outside of you. And my it was for me, it's pretty simple logic. If he has a dream that comes from outside of him, and I know the person who gave him the dream from the outside, then I have a connection with our creator who gave him the dream, and my creator, God, can tell me what the dream means just like he can put the dream in him. So true. And look, we could even take it a step further. There's a scriptural example where no one even tells um, um Daniel. Daniel, a dream, and he says, I'm going to tell you what you dreamed. Right? Yeah, remember, the king was going to kill everybody if they didn't tell him. Yes. They said, you guys are all frauds, and so you have to tell me what the dream is and what the interpretation is right? because you're just making stuff up. Yeah, so there was nothing. It wasn't like saying, oh, here's my dream. I dreamed this last night, and they tell me what it means. No, it was like I had a dream, and y- y'all are all, you know, washed up. You're all going to die. <laughs> If if somebody can't uh, tell me what my dream means or even what I dreamed, then you're done. And then they went and got him and said, "We have someone." Yeah, I wish I could do that. You can. Well, you. I mean, I have done some of that, mm-hmm. but it's not an everyday thing. But I, I, there's been a number of times people will be telling me a dream, and when I recount the dream back to them to make sure I heard it correctly, I'll tell them pieces of the dream they didn't tell me, and they'll say, mm-hmm. "How did you know that was in the dream?" I don't even know how that happens, just to be honest. Except the Holy Spirit, yeah, stirs it in you. Yeah, I, and I had a similar situation where we were interpreting dreams on the South Side. And this young lady who you could tell was dealing with some things in her life just by some things she said and 
the way she dressed and just the way she carried herself. And um, she just kind of stood in the back. You know, she never would come forward. And I said, do you have a dream? No, I don't. She kept want, And they kept wanting to pay us to interpret their dreams. We're like, no, we don't need to be paid. We're just doing this. This is our gifting, and we want to be able to do this for you. And um, I, she she wouldn't tell me. Uh, she said, I, I really don't have a dream. I said, well, I see you. And I told her a circumstance like being trapped in the car when you're a little girl. And she started crying. Do you remember that? I do remember her that. and her family were blown away. And what had happened was her dad had locked her in a car when she was a little girl. It was very hot. She got really sick and she was frantically trying to get out. She was beating on the windows. And she just was a broken person at that point because it, it reminded her. Well, I think what it told her is God knows. He didn't abandon you. He knew what you were dealing he with. He knows what you were dealing with. And and you know, and he God was displaying his glory at that moment, saying, Hey, I am real and, and I can I can reveal myself to you. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and, and so whatever and happened with that reveal, guy. Well, that that's kind of cool because it was how God revealed himself to him. I remember him. We had this sort of debate, it wasn't really an argument, but a discussion, an intense discussion for quite some time, and we really just disagreed. And you, you had a couple of choices in that case. You can just agree to disagree, or you can keep fighting, or you can ask Holy Spirit to show up. And so, I don't know, for me, I kind of took the approach of, well, let's just put this before God and let and, and let's see what happens. And I said this to him, I said, um, I tell you what, you tell me your dream, and if I can interpret your dream, that will prove that it came from outside and that I know the person who gave you the dream. If I can't interpret the dream, then I guess, you know, I don't know that it necessarily proves that you're right because I could just have blown it, but mm-hmm. but but you can make the assumption that it proves you're right and the dream came from in you, and I don't know what I'm talking about. And so he shared the dream, and I don't remember all of the dream, but it had to do with some leadership qualities that he had, and he was leading a group of people in a situation. It was like almost like preparing a, an army for some things, a squad that he was in charge of, and 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 I saw very clearly, I saw real deep spiritual meaning for the dream for the call of God in his life, but I also knew he was not a Christian, and that was not probably something he was going to even believe me to say, much less completely understand. And so I just told him, I said, I told him about the leadership qualities he had and the the destiny and purpose that he had to influence the lives of other people. He looked me dead in the eye and told me I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, it. I, you know, you, you you challenge things, and I think sometimes you, you we don't know whether people are just pulling our leg or giving us a hard time or whether they really do think we blew it. But thankfully for me, his girlfriend was with him, and she slaps him on the back of the head and says, you liar, you know you just told me that that's what that dream meant to you. Mm-hmm. And so – you know, then he ha- then he's confronted with something. He has to acknowledge this. This is real. This is not a. It really might. You know, of course, he didn't just jump to saying it does, but he has reached that place. It really might come from outside of me. There might be someone out there who cares about me and loves me, and is wanting to communicate with me my purpose and my destiny. And that's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's just like the you being able to share the dream, you know, or, or the experience, what you saw 
with the young lady, it said somebody outside of her cares about her and she wasn't abandoned. Yeah. And that's part of what dream interpretation is about is giving people hope, letting them know somebody else cares, that they have a creator who puts something in them and wants to talk to them. Yeah, I think uh, in a previous podcast we also talked about that we weren't trying to convince people that you need to believe what we believe about how dreams, you know, can have meaning and can be can speak of something that could help you walk out your destiny in a, in a better way. Um, I say let it happen. You know, just let life happen, and if a dream happens and you feel like it could have some meaning, you'll have a desire to want to know that meaning. You know, I don't need to try to push what I feel is, you know, has worked for me and is true for me and has been, you know, many of us, I think, is in our walk with uh, with um, our Creator, uh, don't really, well, we don't experience everything all at one time. It's a process. It is. And, I, you know, for me, I have a really strong spiritual nature. It's who I am. But, I, you know, everybody's on a journey to get to know uh, their spiritual life. I mean, listen, I'm a Christian. You, you and I are Christians. There's a lot of people out there who would not claim to be Christians who are still deeply spiritual. They're looking for a spiritual experience. And so for me, I'm not out running around trying to, I, you know, I believe in evangelism. Don't get me wrong. I, as a Christian, I believe in sharing my faith. I get all that, but I'm not out to change everybody's opinion or get everybody to believe exactly what I believe or start going to church where I go to church or things like that. I just want people to know that God talks. And he does. That he's real and he talks. Yeah, you mean. Let them have the spiritual experience that introduces them to him. That's the way I feel. You know, and I, we're not some weirdos out there, you know, trying to lead somebody astray. Our heart is to truly lead people to who their creator is, for them to get to know him in a more intimate way. And now, to now believe, I have been called a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe about 30 minutes ago, did I call you one? Oh, that was <laughs> no, well, that, not that time. Me. I'm sorry. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. But um, I was thinking about, too, not necessarily, this isn't an example of a believer, but it's someone who is not necessarily seeking out God, but it was Abimelech. Mm-hmm. And um, he dreams that God comes to him and says, You're a dead man. Yeah, because in, in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, Abraham, who really, it, it's cool. that's a cool example because Abraham is the father of, of many faiths, if you think about it. The, yeah. the Muslim community traces back to Abraham, right. the Jewish community back to Abraham, and right. the Christian community back to Abraham. So he's a beautiful example yeah. because he's not, he's not just locked in. He's not. Uh, there. And, and, his and he said, you're as good as dead. And huge. Exactly. And God says, you're as good as dead. And he said, why? And he said, because you have married a woman who is already married. The woman you have taken is already married. And he was undone, wasn't he? Yeah. And that's a great example of a dream that didn't need a lot of interpretation. There was a pretty straightforward message in that dream. That's right. Uh, if you don't know that dream, you can find it in the Old Testament in the uh, Christian and Hebrew Bible in the book of Genesis. So, 20, verse 3. Oh, very good. I did my homework, Chapter 20, Michael, verse thank 3. You. Very good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You know, and that's an example of someone who is not necessarily Jewish being influenced by 
the one God, the Jewish, the God of, of the Hebrew faith, to recognize that I am the God of, of the Hebrew peoples was real. Yeah. He talked to him personally. That's right. And that's a big deal. I think we I think we spend too much time assuming God doesn't relate to us anymore. Even in the Christian community. Because you know, I was I've had not too long ago uh, been accused of, of, you know, pretty much uh, uh, being an abomination to the Lord for interpreting dreams <laughs> because even Christians don't necessarily believe that God still talks to I them. Know. Uh, you know, not not that far back, I got, uh, I do, some folks may know, I do a radio show in Birmingham, uh, Alabama, on uh, radio station WDJC. I'm on with the morning talk show folks uh, or the morning DJs, I don't know, every other month or something, would you say? And, and, and I had somebody who was listening who said, Hey, wait a minute. You're, you know, you're not of God because you're violating, uh, God's law from Deuteronomy chapter 18. And what does that say? That says there shall not be found among you one who burns his son or daughter as an offering. I'm in a good group there. (laughs) Anyone who practices divinations or tells fortunes are interprets omens and they were saying interprets omens is about interpreting dreams and it goes on to say or a sorcerer or a charmer a medium a necromancer one who inquires of the dead that basically whoever does these things is an abomination to the lord and so they were saying you know they were basically implying that dream interpretation and they're they're christians yes i I get a really Uh, good reception from non-christians you know the friend of the friend. These are good people. Oh, good people. No, I'm not chat. I'm yeah, not complaining I mean, they're about good the people. people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, they were good people. Uh, they just had a disagreement, and and you know, I may be reading into it as being stronger than they intended it, but I'm, I'm, I'm basically just reading the scripture I that know. they used, I know. which says you're an abomination to the Lord. Yeah, and sometimes what we don't know is scares us. You know, when we don't know a lot about it, and. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think if you could take time and just sit and teach all the scriptures that are on dreams, you know, that people would have a better understanding. And, and I think they would really come to a place where they, they believe mm, this could be true. It may not mean that they believe it in that moment, but it might open a door for them to be able to say, okay, if if God gives me a dream, I think I'll be open to receive it. You know, I was thinking about another scripture in Genesis 40 when Joseph is um, imprisoned and he looks at two men that had been in prison with him, and he says, why are you so sad? And they said, well, we've both had dreams, but we don't have anyone to interpret them. Well, yeah, and you, if, if Deuteronomy 18 is saying that interpreting omens or interpreting dreams, because that is a translation basis. Omens is not the only word that could be right. used there. Interpreting dreams is an abomination to God, and it's evil. Then you have to throw out Joseph's response to those two men. I know. It's lost because, it, you, in fact, the truth is if Deuteronomy 18 says we can't interpret dreams as Christians, about a third of the Scripture we believe in has to has get thrown to be out. Taught. There's about 200 verses in the Christian Bible that talk about dreams or dream interpretation. That's just one of those places where it was a big deal. They needed help. Well, also, you know, think okay. That's an old that's an Old Testament example. A New Testament example would be in Acts 
2.17, and it says, In the last day I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your young son, your son, da- sons and daughters will prophesy. Your um, young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Why? Why do we need to? Yeah, well, again, it's Unless you want to believe Jungian and, and, and the other psychoanalysts of uh, Freud, you know, if we want to believe that, well, I mean, look, if you well, want to talk about being far removed of something, if you are a Christian, you don't have to be, but if you are a Christian, those two, the way that those were in the, the psychoanalytical side of it, so far off from what our beliefs are. Yeah, because both of those views take a secular view that dreams are repressed, emotions, repressed memories, and repressed issues that someone's dealing with that bubble up until the pressure builds up so high that we would die, basically, Mm -hmm. if we didn't have a relief valve. Mm -hmm. And our dreams become a relief valve, and images come out in the dreams that we can handle because we couldn't handle the actual repressed memory. That's what that view is. I get the concept there but it's just so much more beautiful when you look at it from the perspective that somebody loves me and wants to help me work through my issues, not it's me unable to deal with my issues with no hope. Yeah. Unless maybe somebody can figure out what they mean, like Freud or Young tried to do. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. That old men dreaming dreams that the book of Acts talks about is the idea that the wiser we grow doesn't mean we need less relationship with our creator it means we need deeper more mysterious relationship with our creator yeah and not to walk away from that i love it and you know I, you talked about abimelech you talked about uh um uh, uh joseph and the two that you know the if we didn't mention it but the cupbearer and the uh butler the and their the baker their dreams uh in in genesis and and even um the very first dream in the Christian and, and Hebrew Bible is is Abraham who dreams about his people going into captivity for 400 years. Yes. And and so you've got all this in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant. In the Christian Bible, as we move to the New Covenant, you've got just, I mean, we put our faith in Jesus who wouldn't have lived for Easter to become possible, for mm-hmm. Resurrection Sunday to become possible. Yes. He, he wouldn't have lived to that point if it weren't for dreams that protected him from from Herod. And at the end of his life, Pilate's wife, the yes. man who's going to condemn him, yep. actually dreams. expresses that he's innocent because she has a dream and her husband then washes his hands of the whole thing because a dream convinces Pilate and his wife that Jesus is innocent. Yeah, and, and I think this is probably where a lot of our theological differences may come in. And, and we're not going to go into great deep theology, although if someone has a, a question like that, feel free to email us, and Michael will tell you where you can do that in a little bit. But, um, you know, is it that we look at something, we go, okay, well, Jesus died, so mm, that's the end of it. And if that's true, we talked about this on a previous podcast, if that's true and you can't talk to people who have already passed on then who was jesus talking to uh, on the um after he had passed and come back no it was before he had passed oh the Mount he of spoke, yeah he spoke to moses and um moses and elijah elijah 
Yeah. Well, which right there, if you go back to the Deuteronomy 18 passage, an abomination of the Lord is talking to the dead yeah. and interpreting omens. Exactly. So I kind of figure I must be in good company. I'm in, you know, I'm in company with Jesus. He yes. talked to dead people. I yes. interpret dreams. And so we do have the scripture that talks about if, if, if he does it, we can do it. But, you know, I know. I mean, we're not going to convince people. We're just saying, you know, look, look at the scripture. There's so much um, referring to dreams. And um, we're not saying this is something that should rule your life because there's actually a, a reference to scripture um, that talks about, you know, if all you look at is dreams, you know, you've missed it. I'm going to find that scripture in just a second. So, um, and I'll, I'll mention exactly which one it was, but you know, you don't, we don't live by dreams. We We don't, don't it doesn't control our life. It it does give us inspiration sometimes. Encouragement. Yeah. 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 And, and I love it that, you know, we're sort of taking this time in this podcast and we've been a little more direct on our faith than we are in all of our podcasts. And there's a balance in this for us. For we have Christians who think we should only talk about scripture. Yeah. And we have non-Christians who follow other faiths and different things who listen to us because we're just we just love people. Right. They think we well, talk about scripture too much sometimes. So there's this balance between things. My faith is part of who I am. I'm not going to stop right. talking about scripture. Right. It, it inspires me. And if you're not a Christian, it's still great teaching. Yeah. I mean, most faiths even acknowledge That's right. that the Bible is solid, good teaching. Yeah. Now, for me, it has a deeper substance than that. And do I want others to find that core? Of course. Absolutely, I do. But I love them regardless. That's right. And it doesn't change dream interpretation. No, it doesn't. Dream interpretation has the same impact on people, whether they're a Christian, a Muslim, a Buddhist, an atheist, an agnostic, a New Ager. Because the scripture says he will pour out his spirit on all all. flesh. Yeah, Last so time even, I checked, all means all. Yeah, even by my faith standard, right. God is wanting to speak to everybody. Now, am I going to want to, uh, if someone else who is not of my faith tries to interpret a dream that they have for me, I'm, I don't, I'm not necessarily going to receive that necessarily. Well, but but the, I'm not saying that God can't speak to them and, well, that's what and I was give saying. them a Interestingly dream. I mean, enough, God could also give them an interpretation. He absolutely could. I'm just saying because I don't know remember, how much of that. you started this off yeah. with the idea yes. that the interpretation doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the it Lord. It belongs to God. He can give that to who he wants to. Yeah. The proof is not in who gives the interpretation or how it's given. Yeah. The proof is in is it not only true, but is it truth? And there's a difference between those two. True means it could be factually accurate. Anybody could give a factually accurate uh, interpretation. But truth has to do with there's life in it. Mm -hmm. It brings hope and life and encouragement and strength. And there's what I call an anointing that that imparts something to the hearer, to the receiver of the interpretation. And, And... you know, my belief, everybody can't release that because it's, for me, it's Holy Spirit in me who gives that part. The first time I that, can't do that. Part. Right. The first time I heard someone say all flesh, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Though. That can't be, you know, just can't be. And it can be. And, yeah, you know, be. look, God is God. Oh, and right. He will not be limited by what we think. But that scripture reference I was going to give was 
Ecclesiastes 5, 7, and it says, Much dreaming in many words are meaningless. So, you know, therefore, yeah. fear God. In the, <laughs> in the context there, it's, is it without God? That's right. Just dreaming and just words don't That's help. right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I was just thinking real quick, for, because we were almost out of time, but the back to our South, we had so many, I, I, we could probably do podcast over podcast just about, what happened on South Side yeah. as we were down there. Oh yeah. But I remember the guy coming up one one day and and talking about that he pours out his spirit on all flesh and he, he comes up to it and he's got a trench coat on. And it's like he flashes his trench coat open like oh, you, know, God. you think about <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Like like you think about like the folks you want to buy a watch, you know, yes. kind of things in New York or something. Yeah. He you want to buy a bong? You know, it was, yeah. it was, he had some pipes, pipes and all kinds and of stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, so he was Drug clearly, yeah, he was clearly not quite <laughs> all there. Yeah. But anyway, we said no and we sort of tried to talk to him and, and, and share faith with him and ask him about a dream. And he gets this wide eyed look on his face and he shouts at us as he runs off. You keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to change this place. And yeah. he runs off. He was prophesied. That was he was prophesied. <laughs> it was the spirit of God came on him, saying, "There's life here. There's something there. Yeah. And and that's available. No matter what you believe, that's available to everybody. You know, uh, that's what I love about my God. Yeah. He's not a respecter of persons. He wants to let everybody know he loves them. Yeah. Well, we're just scratching the surface here, aren't we? I mean, oh, we could talk all we day. could talk all day about this, but um, we don't yeah, have so. time. Maybe we can pick up some of these other little tidbits that we were, you know, touching on in a future uh, future podcast. Yeah. Well, let me just say this before we go. I want to encourage you. Uh, you know, I've got a book out called Dream Stories. It's available on Amazon on the mydreamstories.com website on the michaelbfrench.com website. Uh, if you want to hear some other stories, you know, we talk about a lot of stories on the podcast, but if you want to read uh, some of those, just great little tidbits in there, I can push that book because, you know, it's other people's stories. I don't feel as embarrassed about what I write when I write about what other people have experienced. That's out there for you. We'd love for you to visit our website at mydreamstories.com. If you got a dream you want interpreted, you can drop out there and uh, uh, leave us a message on the forum. We are beginning in just a few weeks a new mentoring program for dream interpretation. Our pilot group of folks is all from uh, Asia, and so we'll be doing it online, and that's going to become available for folks in the future. But I'll have a whole group of interns and mentorees who will be helping us interpret dreams on the website soon. So uh, if you got a dream and you want it interpreted, drop out there, see that website, and uh, we can help you there. And last but not least, if uh, if you like what we're doing, let us know. You know, leave us a comment if you pick this up on Facebook. Rate us on the podcast apps. Uh, share the podcast, Facebook, podcast app, different ways. It's the way different that's the way people learn about this. We don't spend a bunch of money on publicity or something. It's you sharing, you rating us, you commenting, uh, that people hear about us and find out what we're doing. And if you want to support us financially, you can go to mydreamstories.com and there's a donate button there. So uh, just lots of different ways for we'd you love to, to hear interact with us and to to connect with us and we'd love to hear from you. So uh, just encourage you to do some of those things. Yeah. And with that said, until next time, yeah, we appreciate uh, we've you listening. It yeah. And keep dreaming.